This is the Revival Podcast. Hey everybody, thank you for joining me this day. Um, God just really opened up a, a, you know, a scripture passage to me. And it's just really strange how it all came about, to be honest. But I think it's really cool. Because sometimes you have questions and it's like kind of cool when God like ans- actually answers you, you know. In a way like, yep, that was God answering me. But like... I was listening to the Bible in Year podcast, and they were reading Luke, and they just started Luke with Luke, and in in chapter one, in in chapter one, it it it's about uh, Elizabeth and um, Mary both, you know, having children, and you know they're John the Baptist and obviously Jesus, and how they're both miracles, but like in a different way. Um, obviously, Elizabeth was in her older years and she was barren, meaning she couldn't give birth and God allowed her to have a baby. And Mary, which she was ne- never had sex, you know, and so she was, you know, she was actually the, the miracle, you know, the miracle of Jesus being, you know, conceived and um but first before i before i you know i i was looking it up and i forgot i thought it was matthew i heard it in but it was actually luke and so i was reading through matthew i'm like lord you know i know there was a scripture in here you know that i that i wanted to use in one of my podcasts and i'm like looking and it was talking about um how joseph how like God brought Joseph into the fold and I was like okay but it didn't say anything about Mary or Elizabeth and I'm like Lord where was this at you know I just I had a brain fart I was looking at Matthew when I was supposed to be looking in Luke so I'm like oh yeah Luke so then I get to Luke and I'm like oh okay there it is and I thought wow that is so cool how like the gospels um, they're all different, but they all come together. And it like, you know, they all have the, you know, the, the Last Supper and most of the thing, most of the stuff will line up, but then they have different details that the other gospel doesn't have. So like, even though um, the gospel of Luke doesn't really tell about Joseph's dream and how he had to take Mary, uh that was in Matthew, Luke had, he, he talked about Mary and the angel Gabriel coming to her to tell her that she had Jesus. And, you know, that's just a side story, but I, I thought, like, how cool is that, how that lines up? Like, each gospel, you know, points to Jesus, but has different details in it. And the one that I wanted to point out, because it, it just, you know, answered a couple questions for me. Um, the angel Gabriel came to Mary, 
and you know all that you who read Luke chapter one, you know how he came. But in, in verse thirty seven, um, this is what I just. It's like wow. I just I want to use that for my podcast. It says, "For with God nothing will be impossible," and he was just he was talking about, um, you know how Elizabeth and Mary at that time were having you know, children in, in different circumstances, which was totally miracle, miracles. And I think that that verse speaks to so much more. I mean, because if, if that was the only reason that he was, that, uh, that God would intervene, I, I feel like the angel Gabriel was said, for with God, this is possible, meaning the pregnancies. But he actually says, this is the angel of God, Gabriel says, for with nothing will be impossible, or with God, nothing will be impossible. So it's like nothing means everything, you know, if you think about it. It says, for with God, nothing is impossible. So that everything that's possible is through God. Everything's possible through God. And I, at first, um, I just wanted to kind of put it out there for people who, who I guess it's really, I'm not a theologist or a theologian or whatever you want to call it. I didn't go to Bible school. I read the Bible very little. I listen to it a lot, but, um, you know, I do the Bible in a year, but I haven't read things for myself. So I I don't feel like I have authority, in, but I just am talking basically about what God has shared with me. And in, in, that, in that thing, or I'm sorry, in that verse, it's Luke. 37 chapter 1 chapter 1 verse 37 um it's like when you debate with somebody you know with catholics and protestants um at least one thing you got to keep in mind you might not agree with the person but at the same time you got to keep an open mind that if you truly believe in Jesus and you truly believe in God, then all things are possible through his power, whether you understand why he does it or not. And so, like I said, I mean, like, as a Catholic, I believe that um, communion, Eucharist, is Jesus. I believe that is his body and blood that the priest offers up for us. And, you know, it Sometimes that, you know, if you're not Catholic, you don't understand that and you disagree with it and you talk bad about it. But the thing is, at the end of the day, it's possible. Even if you don't agree with it and you don't believe it, it's possible because of that verse. All things, it says, there's nothing, actually, I'm sorry, I'll read it again. For with God, nothing will be impossible. So if you apply that to Eucharist as well, then he's saying 
that it's very possible with God's will that that can be done. Again, whether you choose to believe that that is Jesus or not, it's possible. (laughs) And um, getting off that subject, I was, you know, I've listened to a a couple of testimonies over the past month that have really impacted me in, in a great way about like how merciful God is, how much he loves us, you know, and, and even when we screw up to the maximum amount, even if we destroy our own lives, if we will give him a chance to transform us and we humble ourselves to him and ask him for forgiveness and, and, and trust him as Lord and Savior, he can change anything, anything. And I guess that's why that that stood out to me. Like, it doesn't matter how much you screw up your life. For with God, nothing will be impossible. He can fix any situation. And I say that because I there's two testimonies that really have just, God helped me understand it not be maybe not be able to under to a certain extent cuz as human beings we can never understand the fullness of God's mercy until we actually get to heaven you know and it he he lets us understand bits and pieces but we just will never understand certain things we just have to have faith sometimes because God is the one that has first and final say. So anyways, um, a couple weeks back, I was listening to, um, was watching YouTube, and there was this guy named Angel Cologne, and and I believe that I shared this at the time, and he was a gay man living the gay lifestyle, and... God and he he always believed in God and by the you know as someone that hasn't lived that kind of lifestyle I don't understand why or even maybe how to talk to somebody like that because I can't understand that and I feel like okay because God let this happen through this young man now he not only does he have a testimony, but he has a way to help others that struggle through that same situation, you know? And it's just amazing how someone can mess up their life so much to the point of where they don't want anything to do with God, yet God, if you let him, he will he can heal anything. So anyways, um, that angel cologne was at Pulse nightclub and he was almost, you know, killed, but God spared his life, you know? And I guess one of the beautiful things about it is God's mercy in his life, you know? And he, in the way he shared that, um, you don't necessarily lose those sexual temptations whether you're gay or straight or whatever, or whatever sin that you're committing. 
But when you give that to God, he gives you tools to deal with those situations when they come. And even if you fall, he still loves you, you know, if, if you, but you have to go back to him and repent, obviously. And God allowed, again, allowed this young man to go through all that so he could help other gay individuals um, come to Jesus and uh, allow, he has tools that he can share with them so that they could come to Jesus and know Jesus's love. And, and, um, again, God meets you where you're at. So you might, you'll always probably have those temptations, but God will give you the tools if you allow him to love you. And I just, I just thought it was so beautiful. I mean, at the end of his testimony, he was like saying um, that people come up to him, Angel, Angel, I have like a, a gay son or a gay daughter, and I would really love for you to pray for them. And he goes, he stops them, and he says to them, he's like, excuse me, what's their name? You know, and they're, and they're like, kind of shocked and this made me think you know and he's like call them by their name and I'll pray for them because they have the same struggles as me or whatever or, or as I had and it's like don't call people out by their sins you know they're not defined by their sins and then I forget how he said it but he's like God defines me God says who I am you know, and I thought, wow, that is so, so beautiful, you know, because uh, as people, we don't want to be called out for our sins. You know, we have to repent, but we aren't our sins. God is our salvation. Jesus is our salvation. And he wipes away those sins. And he always makes it possible for even if we fall, if we run back to him, he'll forgive us over and over again. We might not ever get over those temptations, but if we try to strive to live, to love the Lord, he can help us. And, and that's why he came. And then today, I, I, I was watching this um, video with Candace Owen, Owens, and she was interviewing a person that had a, a sex change as a child or as a minor. And the person wasn't trying to detransition. Um, they were just trying, they wanted to get out the truth about what really goes on during that. And, you know, so people know. They have, you know, the options to know what can really happen during those surgeries and how, you know, the truth about how your feelings change when and if you have the surgeries. And, you know, and I'm like, wow. I remember sitting there watching this and I'm like, how does someone come back from that, you know? I'm thinking, man, if she only had you know, God or whatever. She only would give her life over to God. And it was, uh, 
And then at one point, I'm just like, again, I, I thought about it again. Like, how do you come back for something like that? I mean, even with God, you, you, you've already mutilated your body. And it was just something that I felt was like really confusing and I didn't really understand. And then that scripture came back to me. And, and again, it's um, 37, which I don't have my glasses on now, but it says, For with God, nothing will be impossible. And she ended up realizing, you know, about God. She didn't really talk about it a whole lot, but to the point of she realizes that she needs God in her life. And I'm just like, Wow. You know, so God can use this young lady now to talk to other people who have sex changes and and give them the heads up. I mean, hopefully she'll try to talk them out of it, you know, because of all the damage that it done to her, you know, um, and, you know, it was just like. God has so much mercy. He doesn't turn away from people even when they get to that point. You know? Even if you totally screw up your life. Even like, it's like, okay, this little boy is now a a girl with many problems now. Even though you did that horrible mistake that you cannot change. And you cannot fix. God can still work with you. And he doesn't beat you up over it. And I guess I encourage people when they think, man, my life is a mess. There is no way or nothing that can fix it. If you allow God to love you, he can fix it. He can give you peace. Again, he might he might not change the obvious, but he can heal your heart and soul and and give you peace and and love you where you're at. You know, and I just thought, wow. You know, and I again I was thinking, how do you come back from that? And it's like when she was talking about God for a little bit, um, it was like now she went through all this suffering and pain and now she can share with others, you know, this is what happened to me. And, and, and like help people make better decisions for themselves because a lot of people will have sex changes and they won't talk about it because they're so ashamed and, you know, and, and I just feel like this is a way for some people to get healed and for some people to change their mind because there's a lot of risks when you do something like that. And just to know that God can change anything, you know? He can heal your heart and mind and and show you how valuable you really are. 
And I just thought, wow. You know, and, and like, again, it sucks that people have to go through that. But to see that God loves people so much and, and, and even doing things that may, may be irreversible, he can still use them. He, can, he, he still loves them. He just has this great love for people. He just wants to have that relationship with you. No matter how bad you think you screwed up your life. Again, I just encourage people. He loves you so much. But you have to allow him to love you. You know, he doesn't make you. And I, I just think a lot of people don't understand that. They don't get, they think, oh, God wants to control this or that. And it, it's not about control with God. He wants us to freely follow him and to love him to, and to get to know him. He doesn't force that upon us. And when you, even in, in humanly form, when you know someone and love them and once you get to that point where you build that relationship with trust and love and, and honesty in that, you you do things for that person. Not because you have to, but you just have this this little thing in yourself that you want to because of how they treat you. You know, it can work the opposite way too, but, you know, like... But usually when you're in a marriage and you're doing things the right way, it's not about the husband controlling you. It's about believing that he, and hopefully he will do this, but hopefully he will have your best interest in, in mind. Hopefully he'll have your children's best interest in mind when he makes decisions for the whole family. And again, a wife doesn't submit because... She has to. She she submits out of love because she knows that her husband is is has her best interests in mind, or at least that's how it should work. You know. So anyhow, I just thought it was very fascinating, and it's like again, it even says an angel come down. Gabriel, angel Gabriel said that. Excuse me. With God, nothing will be impossible. So I just encourage people to just realize that. And if you're debating, you know, debate with respect. You know, I, I think in your heart, there's things that you know are just evil and wrong. And there's things you just don't agree with because you don't understand. But I hope from listening to this that maybe God will open your heart into thinking, while I may be not agree with somebody and I may not understand what they're trying to... Uh, and I'm talking in a Christian debate obviously, but all things are possible through Christ who strengthens us, 
you know, and I, that's what I encourage people to stay, you know, I mean, that applies to everything, you know, when Jews were in the, back in the days, um, in the Old Testament, miracles happen because God was with them. Impossible things happen because God was with them. Just like in our lives, impossible things can happen when, when God is with us, when Jesus is with us. Anyways, let us pray together as a family. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Father God, I just ask for anybody who listens to this, Lord, that you will touch their heart and mind and, and give them the wisdom and the peace to know, Lord, that, that they can trust you, Lord. That no matter how much they've messed up their lives, Lord, that you will meet them where they're at. You will just give them grace and peace and, and please allow them to want to surrender to you, Lord, because just like in a marriage, Lord, you want what's best for us and that's why we can trust you. Thank you, Jesus, for always listening to our prayers, Lord, and I pray for all those people, Lord, who have been through a lot, Lord, that you'll use them to to just heal other people and prevent other people from making bad decisions, Lord, because they were able to be brave and step up and tell the truth, Lord. I just ask that you be with them, Lord, and you give them peace, Father God, and you're just so amazing. Your mercies, Lord, we might not understand, but thank you for them, Lord. Thank you for just loving us all the time, and please don't let us go. Please, Jesus, please send revival, we pray. Thank you, Lord, and we love you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We just praise this in your holy name. Alrighty, guys, thank you for joining me again. Um, again, I just encourage you to get into your word, get to know who God is. And love him for who he is, because he loves you for who you are. Okay, God bless. This is the Revival Podcast.